Cheers. Oh, nice, Garrett. Cheers. Do you I'm have drinking a beer out of mine too. Mug 1.1 or mug 1.0? Well, 1.1. The original or the new one? The new one. That's yeah. 1.1, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That has the better lip. You were making like a two with your hands, and I didn't know if you Well, that 1.1. The second version is the better one because it doesn't have like the eight inch lip where you're like. Yeah, I have the old one. Because Charlie gave me the bootleg runoff. Charlie. Charlie yeah, Candy. I was, I was trying to hold Charlie. off. <laughs> That's what he should call it. Charlie Candy. Charlie Candy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to start pronouncing his name like the Australian girl says it. Charlie. Let's do this. Fan Gamer Podcast number 76. I am your host, Garrett Rosa, with me today to talk about the awesome game Final Fantasy Tactics as part of our sixth or seventh season of Game Club. I should have written oh, that seven, down. Yeah. It's seven. 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 Oh, dang it. Seventh it seven? season God. of Game Club. Against all I have, odds. I've brought an illustrious <laughs> panel against all odds. First up, let's uh, introduce the illustrious Liz Bowes. See my test I can say illustrious. Uh, I am uh, quite illustrious. Hi, everyone. Seven. I've played this and, game before, so I came prepared today. Yes, you'll be on the nice. Oldby crew. A newbie to both the, the show and to, well, not completely new, but to the game at least, uh, Technomaniac, uh, or as we'd like to call him, Nemo. Nemo. As we like to call him, as we've dubbed him. The as known in the parlance. <laughs> or, or Hank, one of the two. Um, and uh, another newbie, but not to the cast, your favorite co-host and mine, but not really, because I can't have favorites, Ben. Really. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> Uh, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna agree to that. Let's take a mulligan on that one. No, no. <laughs> Let's good. not do that. Hi, everyone. This is the Fan Gamer Podcast. So this week we're doing Game Club. Before we jump into so talking sad. about how awesome Final Fantasy Tactics is, uh, well, we've got voicemails from for this Ooh. week, which I'm very excited <laughs> to announce. People are leaving us voicemails at five zero three four four six cast, which I've memorized yeah. now. I'm proud to say. Six digits so, in the word cast. You really uh, swung it out of the park. <laughs> well, for me, yeah, it's a lot. Okay, so let's play the first voicemail here um, from, I'm pretty sure the first one's from Mud Bastard. Mud Bastard. Oh, my favorite. my favorite. My favorite bastard. bastard. <laughs> my favorite bastard of all the bastards. There's the speaker on this deal over here. Okay, here we go. Have we heard his voice before? 
Mm-mm. I'm this excited. Exclusive. Hello, fan gamer. Uh, this is Mud Bastard. Um, yeah. I'm just sitting here enjoying some coffee out of my lovely new e-mug. Uh, thank Us you too. very much. Um, very <laughs> so glad to hear you. that you guys are doing Final Fantasy Tactics for a game club. Uh, I won't be playing along with you guys, but that's only because I played that game to a ridiculous extent when I was in high school. I uh, just wanted to call in and make sure that you all remember to train your mages to become calculators because that class is awesome. Not only does it use math as a weapon, it uses it as a weapon that causes collateral damage. Uh, definitely the class that made me feel that being a nerd was also being a badass. So anyway, I just thought I'd drop that tip there and uh, be following along on with your game club. Uh, keep up the great work. Uh, talk to you later. Bye. Bastard. Concise. Yes. I love it. That was called good. us that was to the point. Well, good job, my best. Exciting. Except math sucks. So no, no, math is the best. <laughs> math is pretty math. cool. I hate math. Ben, I'm pretty not down with math. I say this as someone who took today a finance final and a financial accounting final. Math is pretty cool. And I don't even think I, I did I well in those finals. It. Look, Ben, I, Ben, I kind of got a degree in math, so if you want to yank spit, <laughs> we go, we're going to take it, we're going to do it right here, right now. Oh man, <laughs> taking this out to the streets. So one plus one equals guess. you're wrong. Ben, Ben, why, why do you dislike <laughs> oh, math? I'm curious. I think that no, this is not the right panel of people to talk <laughs> no, about. How you I don't know. I could be on your side. Don't say it, Ben. Don't say it. I, I just don't think it's it, it's pointless past Ooh. a certain degree, and I think like unless you are going into some profession that requires a higher degree of math. Then maybe you like homeowner be responsible. F- yeah, like homeowner. But no, see, even that's not like you don't have to have a high degree of that. High degree of math like to be it, a homeowner. He's right. I mean, think about in your daily lives outside of special professions. What kind? What? How much math do you really need besides Final Fantasy Tactics calculators? Fine. Well, that's even that's math for, for that. babies. Like, in my job, I actually use a lot more math now than I ever had in the past. But even then, it's still just algebra. Actually, I was having this discussion with uh, Nat's wife, Dory. She's a math teacher a couple weeks ago. And we both came to the conclusion that we agreed with Ben that math is kind of not useful. But it's because of the way that it's taught is the biggest problem. Is that you're taught a lot of math that just isn't that useful to you. Yes. And that there are lots of practical applications in that really complex stuff. It's just that you don't ever get taught it in a way that you're going to see that, oh, now I know how to use proofs to do something cool in my house with putting up these uh, Venetian blinds. I I, I, I was actually (laughs) thinking about this uh, earlier this morning. It is kind of an education problem where, all due respect to math majors, but if I think what I got out of pre-calc and calculus in high school and what I could have gotten if I had had two years of personal finance, like, I don't I, <laughs> yeah, I can't explain are, away the mortgage fair. crisis, but I think if everybody was, like, if it was a national thing where you were forced to learn how money works instead of just how oranges work and how much water flows in and out of a pipe, people could use some education on money. Man, I'm going to have to record. Sure. Dory had a great explanation on why math and all that stuff so, that people so. might find interesting. But Nima, as a math major, you love math, but yes. can you speak to uh, why Ben might might enjoy math more? What what could he oh, love in I'm math? What? <laughs> I mean, mm. that's, that's absolutely a reason. I mean, if I may quote, I don't even know who I'm quoting, but yeah, if I may quote, quote them, them so uh, quote him. Ben, uh, <laughs> You you plus me equals us. So oh my god, that's together. So, that's true. There you go. 
So uh, one is the loneliest number, Ben. And when you don't know math, <laughs> oh that's God. the only you number know, you can count to. Okay, I'm sold. I do calculus. <laughs> yeah, and plus me equals us, which I go. don't think it's all calculus. you need to know. It's not. But it's as, not. As, as far as my master's but, second comment about sorry, Final Fantasy Tactics and the calculators. Um, I don't think I'm going to guess at this point that either Ben or Nima have gotten to the point at all where that has come into play, right? I'm rocking no. knights and archers and I got stuff. knights and two mages and I'm good. And I think that's the right way to do it. Now, Liz, on the other hand, have you even got up to the plot point this week? Or are you still working on getting uh, like ninjas or something? No, um, I'm not quite at ninjas. I'm working on a lancer on one side and a time mage on the other. But um, okay. I will say I had uh, I had some trouble at the uh, ye old Dorder trade city. Which going into it, I was Wait, like, seriously? Wait, what level are your guys though? They're like ridiculously high level, I think. Ramza's like eight or nine, but everybody else is oh. like two because Ramza oh, just runs bad. around yelling, and then they're like, <laughs> "We're gonna sit here, okay. not, <laughs> not okay. get JP." I didn't right, get well, to make it to the point, but it was a it was a busy week. But however, I can speak to what goes on in the game. Yeah, I'm not too worried about that. Also, considering that it's actually not that hard to catch up to. We have no, a pretty this, easy this, schedule. I was a little the second worried. week kind of blew by. Yeah, well, you'll be okay if you want to yeah. catch up. Um, okay, so we have another voicemail from Chaotic Lemming, which I'm going to play here. Is it about math? It is not about math. I hope it is. Um, it's actually in regards to one of its my call out last week of someone tell me why I should continue to play L.A. Noir because I think it's kind of <laughs> crappy. So because your go. PS3 still works and you got to rectify that. <laughs> there we go. Hey, Fan Gamer Podcast. This is uh, Chaotic Lemming from the forum thread. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to talk a little L.A. Noir and a little FF Tactics. Uh, so I'll start off with L.A. Noir. And Garrett, you wanted to know why you should keep playing this game. And I'll try and give you some ideas why it's worth going through. Um, it sounded like you were in the homicide desk when you were uh, at where you were on the last podcast. And that part of the story is really stale, I agree. You're basically doing the same thing over and over. Uh, the story does start to break out of that rut once you get out of that job. You'll get reassigned again, and it'll, I don't want to ruin things, but it definitely uh, gets more varied. And by the end, things, I think, wrap up pretty well. They address all those little threads that they wind, and I think it lives up to its noir namesake, and it's, uh, it's a good experience, I think. Some people haven't been liking it from what I see on the Internet, but no one's ever, you can't please everyone. It's, um, but I think it's worth seeing. They, they address a lot of neat things. Um, the gameplay, however, is going to be pretty similar. There may be one or two mechanics that I'm forgetting about to get introduced, but you're going to be doing the same stuff. It's more about the journey and more about, like I was really feeling the period piece, um, especially just uh, the radio, listening to the music, listening to all those old-timey commercials. They have a lot of good artists. They have Duke Ellington and Charlie Parker and Ella Fitzgerald. Really? So I was just really enjoying the experience. Um, so the thing to look forward to is the story will break out of that rut. Um, you'll still be doing the same basic mechanics, though. But I had a real good time with it. I was uh, blown away by the facial expression uh, mechanics, and I think it's worth seeing through to the end. You're about halfway there, if that gives you any indication. Um, and for tactics, so I'm a new player, and it's been really rough starting out. Um, <laughs> yep. right? Like, I was completely stymied by that fifth battle. Uh, I could play easily for over an hour and basically make no discernible progress, which was really just demoralizing starting out. Is that Dorder? Um, I played I think it is. Fire Emblem for GameCube, so I had some idea what 
tactical RPGs were supposed to be like, and it was just not translating for whatever reason. And I really think they could have just spread out the early difficulty with some, maybe a couple more simple battles or an in-game tutorial in the beginning. However, I'm happy to report that since I got out of that fifth battle in the Dorder slums uh, and getting more job points and just experimenting more with classes, I am starting to appreciate the depth of the system a lot more, and I'm faring much better in the next better in the next story battles and being able to make you know real progress every time I sit down is infinitely more fun and I'm happy that it's picking up now but it was just a real grind starting this game fresh and it's hard to put in the the time necessary I think later in life now that I'm uh, not a kid anymore and I have more responsibilities so my bottom line for that is just it was a really slow, really frustrating start, but I'm glad that I've kept at it. So, uh, thanks for taking my call, and I'll keep listening and I'll keep playing. Have a good one, guys. See ya. Yay! Yeah, that that daughter nice. seems like the real turning point for a lot it of people. It is. And it's only the fifth battle in. I keep I forgetting know. that. It's like because they introduce too many new concepts at once. I think they yeah. come at you with archers, casters, and the high ground, low ground yeah. concept all yep. in the same battle. Yeah. It's crazy. And Delita and Algus are just like, dur, dur, dur. is that yeah, I'm just going to walk up and die. It's the first <laughs> battle versus uh, mages, too. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. magic comes into play. You're right. They really throw the whole gambit at you so early. But yeah. Um, yeah, I wrote down a couple notes I want to bring up later in regards to tactics about the beginning. Because I think I really want to start looking at tactics with a less nostalgic, oh, I love the crap out of this game. And really, okay. Is this the kind of game you can tell Nima uh, you should play with us because we need a fourth for the, the podcast <laughs> and, and not maybe feel bad about it Let's and maybe be... have to buy him a beer for it because he's like, dude, this game sucks. Let's be nice about it because I feel like I've been bitter about the last 15 games we've played. Oh, I... <laughs> yeah, I do think it is funny that I'll note that uh, Paper Mario's beginning, much hand-holding, whereas Final Fantasy Tactics, <laughs> complete yes, opposite. Yes, yes. Right out the gate. But... You can do everything. So anyway. Are, are we jumping right into the no, show No, no, because I, I wanted to address the first part of his uh, voicemails, L.A. Noir, and I actually mm-hmm. have started playing it again, and he is right. I was literally at, like, the worst stretch of the game. It does pick up. The story becomes uh, far better. Just There's a lot more. You can tell they were setting up lots of different avenues they can go and now they're going to wrap them all up which is nice but he is right this the gameplay is still super stale it's the exact same thing over and over the only thing that's getting me through it now is that the story has gotten to a point where um, I am enjoying seeing what's going to unfold and how it uh, portrays to the main character's background and so forth so that's fun but it is funny that the the best part about it is these little um they have these newspapers that you pick up uh, and you find on the scene, and they do flashbacks to the main character's history back in World War II, and he fought in the Pacific Theater. So you see how he was shaped by the war, and uh, those are some of the most interesting things in the game, yet they're almost this, you can completely ignore them. You don't have to pick up the newspapers. And I find that's an interesting game mechanic. I'm not sure how I feel about that in the end, especially because it's one of the main plot um, it, it ties together the plot as you go. If you don't pick those up, I think the main plot will kind of make a lot less sense. So, 
when okay. Liz, did you have something to say? Yeah, yeah when you get that face. When you were explaining, I was uh, I'm looking at the page for the calculator now for uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, <laughs> and I'm looking at the calculator, and you're saying to me, and they go into the characters' backstory, and it's all about how they fought in World War II. I'm looking at like, my God, the calculator fought in World War II. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like that they changed time periods. Was was the calculator a Nazi or was it for the Allies? I don't know. And it was like this whole dimension. You never know. I mean, uh, that's <laughs> a sweet cross fanfic. Yeah, people deal. come into the Final Fantasy Tactics world from other worlds, so there's precedent for that. <laughs> Just not from a WW2. Well, okay. So one redeeming thing I I didn't bring up the first time for LA Noir is that they do an amazing job of setting what I feel the 40s would have been like. They don't pull any punches on podcast. Amazing. They were talking about this, Derek Alexander, about how. You know, all this hate for black people. Yeah, they they portray the the how race was back then and how women were treated and that glass ceiling that we talked about last week that we literally built in Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, how um, misogynist. So, uh, but one of the things I do like about it that it's it's giving me a perspective of kind of what it might have felt like to live in that day and air age that. By playing interacting in it, it's a different feeling than just watching a movie about that time. And it's really making me think about real subtle things that you, you don't get when you are just watching a movie because it's so – it's just input out, but you're watching it and you think about it. This, I'm, like, in there. I'm looking around at different environments. I'm looking at the different, like, products they had. And you're making a lot more connections with things. So I just – it's really changing my perspective on how things like World War II really shaped – this country not that you know i studied history and i know that it had a big impact but things like how when people left it and they went to the job market how that affected you know the skills that people brought to the table people who came from the war what we're going to do with these people and how it's somewhat similar to you know the end of the the conflict in iraq and how you've got all these people who are now in the military and maybe you'll have a still see a similar now these people have to go out to normal yeah. jobs yeah now mm-hmm. it's kind of this cyclical thing anyway i just found that as a it's putting into perspective something that i wouldn't have noticed if i hadn't played a game that was set in that time period so that like he said i i, I take a great uh i think it's going to be a great game for that and i hope i make it through all the way but i've talked enough i think a lot of talking for me so let's take a break <laughs> let's uh <laughs> let's put in a let's do a let's let uh, charlie do some charlie candy here charlie. audio candy and uh talk of, tell us about some some music here and then we'll get into the show topic Charlie. Bright Falls. It is a small town in the northwest in the state of Washington, a place where things seem slightly off, like there is a presence in the night, a great evil concealed in its otherwise beautiful forests. It's the setting of Alan Wake, a veritable love letter to the early 90s television show Twin Peaks. To say that the creators of Alan Wake were fans is putting it mildly. In modern video games, music has taken a turn away from the melodies that made the music of our 8-bit and 16-bit favorites stand out as much as they do. Composers instead focus on music that sets a mood without taking center stage. And while I do miss the melodies sometimes, I can't say that this is a turn for the worst. It's another step in making video games a truly immersive experience, to tell the player everything they need to know about a scene without saying a word, using only simple imagery and a good score. Which brings us back to Bright Falls. The track I'm going to play for you is from the original score of the game Alan Wake, but I would still consider it fan music. 
Listen closely and you will learn everything you need to know about the town of Bright Falls and, indeed, the town of Twin Peaks. This is Welcome to Bright Falls from the Alan Wake soundtrack, composed by Petri Alanko.
You don't even know me. Get on my screen, you asshole. You know me, Dad. No, Dad. Are you? you shut the f*** up. You're not my dad. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Game Club, Final Fantasy anyone... Tactics. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's start off. I would like to have someone summarize the story thus far. And I would ask Liz, too, since she sees totes herself as such a master of this series. We've got up to the point where you first get Mustadio in your party. Can you br- bring us to the beginning of the game? Introduce us to what happens what? story-wise. Let's bring it back. I'm playing the poorly translated one. So. <laughs> and this is also why I chose you, because I was like, yeah, the other one. I'm going to be honest, sense. you are right, that uh, the translation is really terrible. It, uh, okay. There's is no, there's no the solid lines like so. General one? Leo, I think I know what love is. <laughs> what? So you wait, know that actually, line from Six? What are we talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I, okay, so the people who are listening will know. Is anyone playing the the, the what's it called? Um, War of the, the Lions. Yeah, that one. Is nope. it just me? Okay, maybe I should summarize this. Yeah, story you go then. ahead, because my summary would be like all the poor people had little money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so the game throws you uh, kind of right in the middle, as most Final Fantasy tactics or Final Fantasy games do. You're introduced to the main character Ramza. Ramza, I don't know how you say it. I say Ramza, but I'm from Philly, so don't take my word for it. He, uh, he is a a nobleborn. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, he's he a is noble. nobility. Back in the uh, kind of a midi medieval days, it's basically uh, the War of the Roses yeah. for those yeah. who are aware of history. Right. So you've got um, uh, this constant struggle between this uh, insurgence of the people who are fighting against nobility and you are this person who has a friend who's not a noble but he's close to you and he's making you really address these different things about how nobles are treated and how normal people are treated that's kind of the political thing that's happening and then on top of that there's this something's afoot with uh, that starts off with the kidnapping of a um, What's his name? Something the Limberry. He's a uh, the Marquis uh, of Mesdram Elmdor of Limberry. Yeah. How do you not know yeah. his full name and title? <laughs> so you are set off. Uh, you're a new cadet, and you you are part of the Northern Sky. I think is the name of the Knight Brigade, aka the Hokuten Knights. The Knights. Okay. The Fist of and the North Star. You're set yep. off to. <laughs> Um, investigate the the death core which is the people's uh, uprising against the nobility and try and stop uh, stop them from I think either attacking or or trying to uh, uh, kidnap the marquee but it turns out the marquee wasn't stolen for the re- or kidnapped for the reason you were actually I'm not sure if we get into that yet in this section yeah, of the game, spoiler so bro that but uh, as you can tell, I have a hard enough time describing the story in this game, and I'm playing the version that has the translation. So I think that off the bat explains that this game is not always played for its story. And is I like the, the story is really it's cool, pretty... minus the typical uh, Final Fantasy ending that kicks in at the last ninety percent, where you kill God. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Quiet! Damn it, Ben! You don't necessarily kill God, but okay. So that's the story. You do. Of the game, it's medieval (laughs) knights, magic. You have a squad of guys, and you're gonna fight evil. You're either gonna fight evil because you think it's people who don't know their place, or it's because they're evil. So 
let's have someone okay ben tell me break down the gameplay for us what is final fantasy tactics for someone who has never seen the game can I can I read some of my notes? Yeah, it also no. explains what it is the game test. is in terms of like um, gameplay. Gameplay? Well, um, let's see. So I have maybe the elevator pitch for what Final Fantasy oh, Tactics you gameplay are such is. A well, okay, this dork. Elevator pitch. You are getting an MBA elevator right now. Pitch. You're not allowed to call me that. Yeah, you I hang am out with these people. Me. But no, it is a it's a tactics RPG, like a strategy game, like Fire Emblem or one of those other sorts of games okay. where you have your troops. Well, not troops. A squad. Your, couple your guys. Squad. Your party. Your posse. Your bros against another team of anti-bros. Anti-bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anti-bros. And then you fight them. A little chess-like? I don't know. Kind of? Yeah, a little chess-like. It's square grid instead of a hex grid. I know people like hex grids, but... And, um, I don't know. You have different characters with, like, a bunch of different sorts of Job, potentials skills. for, like, jobs and skills and stuff like that. And... That's all that I really have to say that's not negative. <laughs> I have a ton of notes I'm about glad. how I hate this okay, game. Okay, so that was oh. what I wanted to transition to. So now that we've given the people an idea of this kind of tactics RPG, so instead of your Final Fantasy VII, for example, where you got your three guys versus their th- yeah, yeah, yeah. whoever's there, it's a squad of guys versus a squad of guys. So it's kind yeah. of like paintball and the, you know, squad-based like the board combat. game. Yeah, and so and I, I guess likening it to a board game is good because you're different um, – your different characters have lots of different things they can do. The job system yeah. has, I don't even know how many. It's huge. 15, 20 different jobs you can have. A million. Different equipment. A million. All kinds of things. And then you can, whatever your primary job is, you can have a, a sub-job that you've also learned. So you could be a monk who has um, Thief as his sub-job. So he can both steal things and, you know, bare fist combat. Or you can be a... Uh, a cleric, or not a cleric, a white mage who heals people, but there's also a dragoon who could jump into the air and you know spike guys from the sky. So um, there's a lot of diversity, a lot of choice in gameplay. But let's go to so Nima and Ben are both new to the game. Yep. Uh, ben sounds like he wants to spit some hate, so we're gonna just hold off for a sec. <laughs> uh, Nima, it's okay if you want to as well. But give us your impressions on the beginning of the game as a new player. What do you think so far? What's caught you off guard? What have you enjoyed or disliked? Uh, the beginning of the game was really difficult to get into, mostly because it feels like you're so underleveled compared to everyone else, even though you're at the same level that they are. So yeah. I basically had to do a couple grind battles just to sort of beef up Ramza and the rest of the squad. Yeah. But for the most part, like you eventually get the hang of it, and definitely when chapter two begins, it seems like everyone else, everyone just suddenly got a little bit more powerful. I don't know, maybe that was just me, but Ramza definitely is doing more damage, and uh, just like the flow of battle is a lot like easier to follow. I don't know, it's just the first like I guess it is probably the, the slums of Dorder that was the toughest battle. Like going into that one, I was just like, what the hell is going on here? Because they're all doing ranged attacks, and I have mostly knights or maybe a couple monks. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't get these guys because they just run away and they just, you know, attack me with yeah. arrows. I had to train an archer specifically uh, for that battle. Yeah. That was Yeah, fun. it was pretty brutal. But... Really? For Dorder? Yeah. You can do that without an yeah. archer. No, You probably can, but I had to have one because I'm bad. I kept what a, you yeah. do... Oh, no, what were you going to say? I was just going to say I kept a priest alongside just to have cure because mm. that was, yeah, it was vicious. I, so this is what I'm going to enjoy the most is hearing how people approach the same battle. How okay, did you do so, it, Garrett? I'm curious. Well, because I've come to this game many times. The first time yeah. I played, I was just like them. This is so hard. How, these these freaking archers up here are killing me. And um, my, my strategy now is that I know that 
you're going to get hit. And this is something I, I have a personal problem with is I always think that if someone's getting hit, I'm losing. But you got to right. think of it as their health pools are meant to go down. Mm-hmm. And you should be sacrificing hit points to progress and get better uh, you know, placement in battle uh, so you can do better moves later. So you, if you sacrifice hit points to get a better position later, that's good. So that's what I think about in this battle is, okay, I, who are the biggest risk targets? And to me, it's the mages uh, and the archers. And so what I end up doing... Yeah. Oh, you mean, is I there see a chemist? You no, on, I thought you meant on your side, but yeah, on, on their side. On their side. Yeah. So I equip everybody that I can as knights because I feel in the beginning of the game, you don't have a lot of jobs uh, at your disposal if you're not super leveling, and they're the most versatile for surviving. They have a shield, they have a sword, they have a good ability to dodge and block things. So I get as many of my guys as knights as I can and uh, don't have anyone be a squire if I can help it. Even if the knight, you don't have any moves learned, just the fact they can have that shield and everything makes them really strong. And I send usually at least one guy up top to kill the archer. But the the problem with this battle is that you've got your two cronies with you, the idiots, right? you got Algus, and and they just go about doing whatever the hell they want, and they're super... They run up there and... They throw stones. But if they die, it's okay, because they don't die forever. So I don't really care. I don't heal them. I just let them do whatever they want. I just consider them extra. So they go up top, and I usually send at least one of my guys up there who I know is going to do a good job as a knight. And after one or two, you know, they, they take care of the archer because they're going after them. And then I send everyone else to kill the black mages, and I always have a chemist. I don't bother at all with white mages, especially this time around. I think that magic in this game is really, outside of getting a calculator, is kind of crappy Agreed. in comparison to if you have combat abilities, if you can hit somebody. So then I just send knights after the, the mage, and they can usually kill them in one, maybe you know, maybe one hit, usually two. And then it's just about surviving the knight who's there. That's how I approach it. Ben, how did you go about the battle? Um, I didn't bother sending anyone up to kill the archer because Goofus and Gallant just decided <laughs> to go by themselves. And which and one is Goofus? Delita. No, yeah, I would have said because Al- he, he always Algus. he always dies before everyone else. Either way, <laughs> Algus is kind of a dick. I think Delita we'll would have you yeah. say, believe oh, actually, he's Actually, did you guys know you can change their jobs too? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I changed Scrolls. them tonight. Okay, so make sure well, that's something that you might not know, and I I wouldn't blame you for not because there's a lot of things that you may not assume, but you can change their jobs. So I turn them into knights as oh, yeah. well, oh, yeah. send mm-hmm. them up top. Yeah, it's kind of like how to derail like how I changed that Gafgarian fellow into like a total loser. <laughs> oh, do you guys have Gafgarian now? Yeah. Uh, no, we've gotten we've gotten we past had him him. He's already done for one he's battle good. and then we lost him. And then he was out. He's a, a dick. He's and then an I unequipped man. and stole all of his shit and killed him with it. That's I was, I was gonna ask <laughs> I'm glad you figured did you figure that out or did someone tell you because that's brilliant. No, I, I figured out well like I lost at that fight because no, we'll, uh, okay, we'll get you. there when we you're get right, there. Right. There's like a whole but that's, can of I was gonna say, that. isn't that the most rewarding feeling though? You're like, Oh you yeah. bastard, I'm gonna turn you into <laughs> a, I'm gonna turn you into an archer and I'm not gonna give you a bow and I'm not yeah. gonna give you a Oh, I never thought skill. to turn him into an archer. Yeah, that's clever. Either way, yeah. Um I just kind of lost a bunch of times with my strategy for Dorder. <laughs> and, uh, All right. Well, you know, there's a lot to I don't, lost. The thing was, it's like, I feel like you either have two options. You can go up and, like, try to get the archer and, like, a bunch of other dudes up there. And then you don't ever get anything done. Or you could send everyone over to, like, where the knight and the mages are. But, like, you're getting cornered by three dudes. And in mm-hmm. one turn, one of your guys can be killed. Yes. Yeah. 
So it's like there's not a very good way of going about. Who are you this. employing to keep your people alive? How are they? Are they do they have their own items they're supposed to use, or how are they supposed to stay alive? My people. Yeah. Uh, I pretty much just sent Ramza up with a priest. Sorry, maybe then, I'll be like, more clear. Who are you have to use to? Who's your healer? Who's like doing the job of keeping people alive? Uh, my one cheap priest who's only healing for like okay, 30 there we so go. he's That's, doing a very good job so you both did the same thing which I think is a sad thing because the game like the game tries to see oh yeah white mage they're your healer dude yeah. white mage I think is one of the worst healers in the game you make someone a chemist they can throw those high potions yeah, from yeah. super far away I find them far more versatile personally but I don't know I, I kind of have a bias against magic the thing, the thing about that though is like if you have a chemist and like you can't really make their throwing ability like a secondary thing for another class, can you? You can. Um, you can. So oh, can in, you throw items like that's a so thing? there's a in their so when you go to the job windows, right? Every every class or every job has uh, like four different types of moves they can learn. Like you're in battle yeah. combat moves. Your Which reactionary moves, in, where yeah. if somebody attacks you, then you do whatever it is. Your the little circle arrow move, which is like things you can equip, like a, a secondary ability that you can use yeah. somewhere else. And then the last mm-hmm. one is like movement abilities, right? Mm-hmm. So they have a one of those circle ones with the arrow called throw items, where you can, it's, oh, okay. it costs like 600 or something JP. But when you learn it and you equip that... When they have the item ability, they can throw items just like a chemist, which oh, is okay, I nice. use that later on. But it costs a lot to get, and JP generation is probably I don't know if that's something it's, worth it's, talking it's about in this game. But I don't know, yeah. maybe we'll talk about that. Okay, so wait, let's continue with the newbie perspective, Ben. Tell us about the beginning of the game, your impressions coming to it. <laughs> oh, manzies! Um, the first manzies. six, five, six battles just were. I was ready to kill myself, I guess. Were you like, like oh, I this is revenge every... for Paper Mario? Yeah, it was. Or something. I just wasn't enjoying it at all, which was weird because I had played the game a little bit before, but I guess I never really got past like where you rescue Algus, which, hey, is the second fight. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was good there, but as you just scratch that surface a little bit more you start to see all the really irritating things that exist about this game which i have a clever let's hear it not clever a nice concise list here next to me first of all let's see what i have even with shifting camera angles views are obstructed yes like all of these maps are horribly designed i think like there is not one map aside from like that freaking meadow field that's like the second place you fight on that i feel is yeah, Mandelia Plains. That is any sort of convenient. Because, I, like, on every other map, there's, like, a tree sticking out of the ground, or it's, like, all bumpy and crap, You're talking and strictly from, like, being able to see everything yes, easily. Yes, being able to be... Okay. Not necessarily being able to see everything, either. Like, it obstructs, like, how you gauge where you are, I think. Because, like, if you are on a map and there's, like, a ledge going down, from a certain angle, you don't really know there's a ledge there. And so if you move, like, close to that ledge thinking that somebody is next to you, you'll flip the camera angle and realize that they're, they're really far away and you just messed up mm. looking at it. Which is a problem with another thing that I really hated okay. is that when you move, it's permanent. Like, if you yeah. move somewhere and you say that you're done moving there... You can't undo that for some stupid ass reason. Hit, well, but they also well, have that. You are you done, sure? Man. Yeah, they do have the. Are well, you yeah, sure? Yeah, but like, they only give you the opportunity to change the camera angle when there aren't dialogue boxes on the screen, which is also really irritating. Yeah. So like, you can't from that point move the camera around and decide you're done. Like, you have to 
go back to where you were. Yep. And it's just not convenient. It okay. sucks. I, I agree. To that point, I want to say one thing. I 100% agree with you. It mm-hmm. doesn't... But if you go through the tutorial, which I wouldn't actually expect anyone to do, yeah. they explain that right. there's a couple, like, shortcut buttons you can push where it'll show you, like, the the squares your character could move to. Well, so, yeah, yeah. So there's that, which oh, is yeah. kind of useful. Um, there's also press, like, another press menu press that shows button. you, like, the turns, uh, the turn order, and how the mm. moves you do affect that, which I never use, but it sounds super I, I, useful. I feel I like that I a lot. So yeah. I, sh- I feel like I should, but I never do. Especially but I agree. The like camera, really like... It becomes an issue, and in, in understanding, it's really just a. Have you played the map before? Oh, I know that I can't kind of yeah. go down there. So you're right. First time, not the best way to do it. I agree. Okay, what else you got? I I just want to read out my favorite uh, note here that I'm gonna have to bleep out, but I liked it because I was just so pissed. Of course, permanent movement is punishing and f- <laughs> stupid. And then right below that, I wrote mechanics blow ass f- the coming. camera. <laughs> <laughs> and right below, it's like, oh, good, great animation, and then it gets better. But okay, I was really, say, where, really upset where at the beginning of this game. Where do turn the tide for you? I'm curious, because we've already heard oh, from uh, Chaotic Lemming, I think, who was saying, like, mm-hmm. when things got better. When did things improve for you? I think things improved when, like, the story started to get more interesting, and just mechanics-wise, after that Dorder battle, I think. Like, when I actually started understanding more about, like, the job system and that you could get other skills other than the first column because I didn't notice that, like, there were little icons up there to switch between Uh, the types of skills you can get. So I was just wasting all my uh, JP on worthless crap I didn't want. Ben, which version (laughs) are you playing? The PlayStation version. And I feel like all these problems, yeah, would be alviated in the remake. But you get them. Those problems are still there. Yeah, and they're slowed down, too. The, everything really? you described is, is still a problem. The only things they like fixed, the blockage. Um, yeah, there's a lot more slowdown. For example, if you equip um, the the counter tackle move, which is mm-hmm. a pretty fun little starting move. If you haven't gotten that, which um, never worked. It for me. slows down every time you use it. It has to load that animation, so Oof. you hear the disc start spinning and load it up, and then you see it. So it's every brutal. time I have that equipped, it's really annoying. I just but. have regular counter on because I'm not a baby. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You have to... It's so good. But Ben, uh, um, the benefit you get from playing the PS1 version is. The translation of specifically the attacks, like, have you noticed if you cast magic, if you've done that yet, every so often your caster will say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, some of the summons and some of the more advanced spells that are just for, like, uh, one-off classes that characters get, the things they say will blow your mind. There's a summon (laughs) lich that, like, I guess the translator forgot its name, so when you, like, call it, it's rich, and it's like, come on! Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I bet your rich is gonna attack you for this battle. You summon Richie Rich. Yeah, pretty much. It's Starts like open it your culture to everyone. hell, Rich. <laughs> coins, gill flying everywhere. Just Richard comes flying out. Uh, so you get to see stuff like that, and like life is short, burry, steady sword. What would that mean yeah, to yeah, you? Yeah. You think? I don't know. I'm not entirely sure, cool. but it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I like that one actually. Okay, so Liz. Uh, tell us about how it has been coming back to the game, playing um, the beginning parts. Battles always take longer than I remember. Like, even if you've clearly won, it's just walking over the tiles and kind of going over and beating on people. And I, I feel like I stretch them out because I want to pick up the crystals and chests from when people die and three turns pass. But... <laughs> mm, I love that. I oh, do yeah. that, too. Have you guys oh, discovered yeah. that yet? 
Yeah. Sort of. And I've the sort of discovered that it's mostly useless. Oh, okay. So so if it's it a starts humanoid, out useless. it's awesome. So if it's an actual okay. human, when they die, you can walk up to their crystal and you'll give the option of get health back or oh, you take ability, ability. get mm-hmm. one of their abilities, which usually is like not that great. But the fact that you get an ability for it's, free, like what? Yeah, it's two hundred JP. Spending. That's yeah. that's great. It's, it's sort of like when you find like one of those dudes in Civilization, and you get yeah. A free Here's what that's what comes to mind when I do that. <laughs> well, How, that's that's yeah. pretty good. It's the same. It's um, but you will late game come across people who like if you haven't leveled up your guys yet. Like if you have somebody you're just starting out and who's a squire, and you walk over the corpse of someone who's like. Uh, God, I don't even know, like uh, like a level 100 Geomancer, you can just pick up sick abilities or something. Yeah, there's definitely, mm-hmm. as the game goes on, and you've chosen very specific paths for your characters so they only know certain things, you can pick up things that are super useful to have that would take a very long time for your character to get because they'd have to learn like six or seven jobs before mm-hmm. they can get there. So um, a couple of questions I had for you guys as you started off, though, is... Um, I want. I'm gonna start with Liz. How did you learn to play the game? Like, how did you really learn how it was meant to be played the first time around? Can you recall back to that? Um, I would have been a freshman in college. I don't even remember why I got the game. I think there was a guy in my guild named Elmdor, and I was like, "That's a silly name, <laughs> Elmdor." But uh, <laughs> I think you figure out very quick. Oh, I'll tell you how I figured out how to play the game. If you were playing on the PlayStation version, there is an ability where you can duplicate characters' weapons. And so when you start picking up things like Excalibur and Save the Queen, and you pick up the ability to dual wield, and you pick up abilities to not always have to be a knight when you do that, suddenly everybody's rocking around with two Excaliburs, <laughs> or like Excalibur Save the Queen, I think, gives you auto shell and auto haste, wow. and they're just generally baller swords. Wow. So the first yeah, time I played it's... through, it was like. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Really awesome. <laughs> I'm sure they corrected that glitch for War of the Lions. So yeah, they sorry. But like, so do you remember how was it just trial and error then that you were like, okay, I lost this battle. What am I gonna do now? Yeah, it was trial and error until you start picking up like Agrius and Meliodul, and then like you, you, the game Easy mode. The, yeah, the game really picks up when you have those characters. When you have characters who can break armor from long range or cast area of effect spells that don't take. A long Any magic. time, yeah, or MP. Suddenly the game becomes much easier, but I have opted not to play it like that anymore because my Legend of Galactic Heroes team is going to kick all their asses. <laughs> so, <laughs> Nima, as someone who's very new to it and who may or may not feel they have any grip of how the I game should don't. be played, <laughs> at what point did you at least start to feel like, okay, when I go into a battle... I don't feel like I'm necessarily going to die every time. A random battle, I guess. Uh, I think it was sometime in Chapter 2 when I didn't have to reset the game because I lost a guy. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much just... Yeah, isn't that frustrating, oh my God, though, when a guy so dies? Weird. Yeah, I'm just oh, like... Yeah. like this it's is... like on zero, and I'm like, all right, I can win this battle. You know, they're not going to die. They're just dead for now. And then it's like, this person turned into a crystal. I'm like, fuck. You know, it's just like... Have, yeah. <laughs> have Ben and Nima, have you guys figured out that you can start attacking your own dudes to farm JP? Yes. Yeah, I'd start throwing rocks. Exactly, yeah, accidentally, accidentally throwing well, rocks. Well, let's talk about that. I, I wrote that down as a note, uh, JP generation methods. That's like a huge part of this game is how do you uh, uh, gather, uh, I almost said how I do it, accumulate um, JP for your characters. Because that, 
uh, as a new player, you don't realize until probably late in that, gosh, I need to be getting as much as that as I can. I cannot be wasting a turn or else this game is going to take forever. Yep. Um, so, Ben, as a new player of the game, have you done things to try and get more JP, or are you just playing it traditionally? Any points I get, that's what I get. Well, the thing is, like, I went a little while into the game, like, not really knowing I had a lot of different jobs available to me. So, like, pretty much everyone in my party that I use prominently has Accumulate. Okay. So I was just spamming Accumulate a lot. That's like, the one that gives beginning. you, like, plus one physical attack, Yeah, right? plus one physical, yeah. and then it gives you uh, job points. So that's pretty much how I've been doing it. Okay. Nima, have you, have you someone who employs that? Yeah, pretty much Accumulate is the way to go. And um, I don't have Accumulate for ROMs, actually, so I just use uh, Yell oh. instead. Oh, Yell's a great so move, too. I though. just speed yeah. up. I actually think uh, the accumulate thing I picked up from somebody in the forums who suggested right. that is like an absolute must-have thing to do, but I'm not sure that was off the top of my head. Accumulate, you said? Yeah. 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 Or they call it focus, I think, in the translation. Yeah. Well. Yeah. All of Ramza's yeah. special guts abilities are stupidly good. Makes me so, yeah, mad. attacking your own characters. Um... I have a story about that, actually. Go for it, Liz. Uh, so my Ramza is named uh, Kaiser Reinhard, or Reinhard for short, <laughs> the beautiful blonde brat of the uh, Galactic Empire. And yes. uh, Reinhard is a level 8 monk who has counter equipped on him. His uh, little chemist friend, Mittermeier, is a level 3 chemist with no weapons and just his little fists. And I thought to myself, in the Dorder Trade City, last turn, I was just about to wipe out the last guy with uh, Royenthal, my thief. And before that, I thought to myself, I'm going to have Mittermeier gain some JP, because he's kind of lagging behind. I have him walk up behind little Ramza Reinhard, give him a light tap on the chest, like little little 3 HP knock. Reinhard turns around, counters, oh, just no. like, <laughs> one hit kills him, like, just, just slaughters him. And Reinhard's like, wow! In their little sad crying way. I love, I love those little sad sounds. And, They're really adorable. And I had already oh. set the ability for Royenthal to go shoot the next guy or something, and so the battle ended, and I was thinking, like, oh my god, I lost Mittermeier. I can't take this. I cannot <laughs> lose the Gale Wolf. But, um... <laughs> Apparently, like, when they die and they're only passed out and they haven't crystallized, right. you still have them. It was so long, I couldn't yeah, remember. And I, but... I, yeah, I didn't know that for, like, the first five battles either, so I was resetting the game a lot more oh. than I needed well, to. Well, even then, if you're not in a position to win the next three rounds, you're screwed. Yeah. And, um, I know I've had to reset it a couple times because of that. I've gotten mm-hmm. a little overzealous at certain points. But... I had a... yeah, this game has, this game has re- reintroduced me to the glorious wonder of soft resetting. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that YouTube games. video? I forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget who sent that to me or whatever, but it's just the guy who's like... All right, and now he'll show you how you have to stop like reset because the game is now going to be. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I had a I had a bad day in a Swiggy Woods where I forgot the little skeleton dudes with the purple cloaks and the lightning balls. They'll res each other if you let them wander around. Or they just really? re- self res after a certain amount of turns. That's what it is. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah, they self res. Mario skeleton. Yeah, dudes. And, I didn't know that. and so I had them pretty well cleaned up. I figured I'll take them out first and take the bombs out so the bombs don't explode. Big mistake. Because then once I had the bombs almost cleared out, all the skeletons came back up, and there went (laughs) Mariendorf and Mittermeier. Well, maybe we should speak to that real quickly, that the random encounters in the game can possibly be the most difficult fights in the game. They'll kick your ass because they scale with your level. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. And which is also 
because I'm playing the game very differently now. I'm literally trying to think about it as a more intelligent person than I was when I first played it. And so I try and think strategically, what's the smartest thing I need to do in this battle? So I get to, uh, what's the very like first kind of battle you do where you actually control things? The Magic City of Garland, where you're fighting the thieves. I thought, I, what I usually do, send all my guys out. Let's go after them. Like, you know, very aggressive. I'm like, no, screw that. You know what we're going to do? We're all going to go into the upper left corner and just stay there and wait for them to come to us. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, man, I'm cleaning up. And I've used that strategy a lot of why do I need to rush the field and separate my guys? If I keep my squad together, whoever is the first one on their team to make the mistake of overextending themselves, we swarm that guy and kill him in, like, one turn. And then whoever's <laughs> bit left gets hit, cure those guys up. But... um trying to play the game differently but still seeing some of the same faults come to play which is i feel like the story battles are fun but again because they don't scale with the random encounters Mm -hmm. your your characters can be too level for them and i think it removes some of the fun i think that there is to have to place things strategically like i like that i don't want to level too much you know because i want to still be a challenge but um like for example the sand rats sand rats sieged I don't want to say that, but it's the one where there's like a house that everybody's inside and cellar, you're on the outside. Yeah. They're yeah, the, the archers and the knights. The rat cellar. And they get the, stuck in the doors. Yeah, and, and they're idiots. all inside and the archers are like kind of screwed because yeah. they're inside. Yeah. But your people are starting on two different areas and they start you split up, yep. which is really dangerous, I feel, for a new player because when your party's split, you're super vulnerable. Yeah. So I yeah. united my party on one side, just blocked that doorway, and then one guy would come out, kill him. And then you can't. And then I've been using the dead bodies as a strategic play because yeah, where someone yeah. dies, no one can stand yeah. there. Well, yep. Ironically, so um, that can but, backfire on you. But yeah, I definitely. Well, yeah. as most things in this game do. So mm-hmm. another fun thing about the story battles, though, is that, um, and as this comes into play later, is the ability to steal awesome items that you cannot get yet in the game. The same with random encounters. If it happens to be a humanoid. Their, their gear scales with their level, so you can get items that may not be available to you. So that was my question for at least uh, Ben and Nima is, have you gotten a thief yet? And if so, do they know anything? I haven't gotten a thief yet, sorry. <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, Unfortunately, yeah. like, just listening to you guys talk about all these jobs just makes me think I'm sort of playing the game wrong. Not wrong. In terms of not wrong. Not there's, there, I, think. I think there's it's different ways to enjoy, enjoy it. Think, think about Nintendo. The strategy is deeper and wider. Just like the E3 strategy. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I think that there is the traditional way you'd play the game, which is have your party and just keep playing with them, and it's a more natural progression. That's kind of what I'm trying to do this time around, and I think that's perfectly reasonable. I think this game really, the OCD-ness in, in people like us, nerds, it really hits a special tone because once you realize, oh, well, I can just level up on my own, and oh, you know what? I could probably get that ninja... And then he can dual wield, and then I'll let him equip knight swords, which are way better than the crappy ninja swords. And then I'll give him the move that ups his attack power, and he'll be able to one-shot anyone. And you start thinking about these ways to break the game. Not necessarily break the game, but give you significant advantages versus Mm -hmm. other characters. And you only get that after going through it once or twice, so I don't feel bad the first time around. But the stealing is something that is a really interesting mechanic because I feel that it almost breaks the game in a way. Because, stealing? Yes. Yeah. Because you can get some equipment that is really good. Like items that cause re-res. So Ooh. if your guy gets killed, they'll, they'll, they'll re-res themselves. Um, and it's also one of the most frustrating, too. Because 
it's very difficult um, to steal in this game because it comes back to that whole Zodiac system, which I don't know. Mm. If you guys understand the Zodiac system, has anyone broken that piece of crap down uh, for you? Oh, I think God, someone Liz, Liz did last week. I forgot but, it has an impact uh, it on It sounds like something stealing. I don't care about. There's one time you will care about it, Ben. And Nima and Garrett, I actually don't know if you can do this. Nima, are you playing the PSP one? Uh, PS1. PS1, original. Oh, you're playing the PS1? You can do this too. Okay. I believe at some point there's definitely a fight with uh, Eldor that he is involved in in one way or the other. Where it, I know for certain the PS1 version, you can steal from him. And it will be one of the most difficult things you do in the entire game. But you it, almost s- maybe any video game you've chosen, oh, I yeah. think. It's, inc- it's yeah. incredibly difficult. Garrett, can you do it in the upgraded version? Because sometimes, like, I think they made it so you can't steal from him. They in the new with, one. Uh, what's it called? The move where you can't... The Yeah, know. where you, you can't take his the items. The chemist move, safeguard. Yeah, but his items are fantastic, it and it will it will be mind-boggling trying to get all his stuff off him, but it's it, so worth it. Is this something we've already passed? No. Oh, this is much into chapter four. Oh, wow. Okay. Some of the stuff that happens with Elmdor, you'll be playing and you'll be like, I want to throw this game out the window. Like, basically, <laughs> the transition, end of three, beginning of four... Is gonna be Dorder all over again. Oh, crap. Oh, boy. So, yeah. That's the place where everybody says keep like 16 different save files because there's gonna be. there's It's gonna start being where there's more battles in quick succession where you don't get a chance to walk out of them. And there's like a whole yeah, succession that's like that. four, I think. Yeah. So Right. We haven't gotten to that point yet, but that is one of the it's flaws already about that, of the game that you can save yourself into a no longer can I play the game anymore state. Okay. Yes. Okay. That can definitely happen. So keeping multiple saves is definitely a plus. Like I would have at least three or four running where you save over a different one each time um, in case that happens. So that if you do get to a place where cause I, I think I talked about in the podcast like a year ago with Liz and Charlie that um, I'm at a castle, whatever it is, Linberry or something, and I'm fighting the boss, and it's just me and Ramza, and I cannot win. I just keep yeah. losing every time. Like, yeah, you might, you might be done with the game. You might have to start over. <laughs> so another somewhat, definitely a flaw in the game. So um, before I go to the forum thread, and actually maybe start wrapping it up for this week, because um, there's lots more of this game to come. We're going to do two more episodes on this uh, this game. Is there any other uh, major points that people want to bring out, specific battles? Ben, you have yeah. something there? Um, it, this has more so come a prominent issue for me in Chapter 2. And I, I do want to say, first of all, that I am enjoying the game now, despite yes. what my uh, prior notes might have <laughs> suggested. Like, I, I do I enjoy it, but I still think there are very stupid things about it. Oh, yeah. For instance, in Chapter 2, like we're seeing a lot more of... Um, story battles where you have to save a certain person oh, yeah, those like back are, to back like you, you have to save the princess and then you have to save uh, Mustadio. any saving ones. and yeah they're always characters you can't control yep of course because they're the guest characters and they always on the first turn the first time you play will put themselves in dumbass <laughs> positions where you can't get to them and they are going to die on the first turn. The last, There's nothing you can do. <laughs> the last battle of chapter three, again in the the whole Elmdor plot chain, yeah. is basically it's a dice throw of whether or not the people <laughs> I think you're trying to protect two different people. It wow. might even be that complicated. Yeah. Holy they God, no. one of them like you're on a roof. And they get the opening move. And if they walk into Eldor's line of sight or whoever else is yeah, up there... They're done, though. Boom. Well, 
Actually, something I did want to talk about, which... So the story is still difficult to describe to people, but as you fight against the Death Corps, who are representing the people... Well, it's that it's not... There's nothing like... I, I'm actually really sort of enjoying this story. Okay, let me rephrase it. It is a know. interesting story. It's that they don't have enough, like... You can't Exposition. sum it up, right? I couldn't sum up the story, like, in a sentence very easily. I have Screw to, like, rich people. Okay, you, you were, you were <laughs> a dude a in nobility who was a part of, like, this knight group, and then... It turns out that those guys are really douchebags, and so you broke away, and your friend Delita, you thought he died, and but he didn't. But then, <laughs> how did he die? It's because they, the corpse brigade was uh, looking to... It was, a, it was a conspiracy sort of thing. It was like an inside job where, like, the, the Hokuten dudes, your brothers, like, I don't know. Screwed you There's over. a lot of talk about how things are being written in a certain Since way. That's what I'm saying. Like, and, there's so much, like... It doesn't lend itself to be explained very easily. There's backstabbing. Oh, there's yeah. lots like, of Ben, everything you're saying right now, there's going to be like 15 times where it's like, or did they? And then somebody oh, and they backstab mask. that guy. Or so did I, they? I feel like it's at least worth talking about because we didn't even like give a fair shake at no, like, I agree. trying to talk so about the story. About. So and that, like, it's too hard. Yeah. The, the vanilla story, without like reading well, into it too much, is right now, as you go through the first chapter. You know, uh, Delita's sister gets uh, kidnapped because they've mistaken her for a noble and they want to kidnap her so that she will be on – so they can hold her for ransom. And as yeah. you go through, you go to try and rescue her. But on your side, you have Algus, who is the – he's a Do knight. Yeah, the tools. What is he? He's the knight who – He was just some knight from some from family the Marquis of Elm Elmberry's – crew so I, I guess i think yeah, he yeah. outranks delita but is outranked by ramza in the cast system yeah yes so <laughs> he looks up to ramza and wants to lick his boots but delita is like ramza's friend but he's not of high nobility so there's a weird thing there but as you party together you they're getting to this fight and algus gets kind of ramza says you need to leave because you're being a jerk because they're yeah, like you talked about how they they should just let uh, Delita's sister die. Yeah, because you should. She got kidnapped. Can I yeah, say I, what happens cause if I remember it? Well, we yeah, we're, you you find out what happens. That's what yeah. I was gonna say. So you go as to you go to rescue her his sister, and then what happens, Liz? And then Algus says, "Fuck poor people," and just shoots her <laughs> when they're taking her yep. hostage. Yep. It's yeah, pretty much yeah. it. Like they're gonna. They uh, like in sister. He shoots yeah. the hostage. Yeah. Except for he kills the hostage. He didn't shoot him in the foot. Yeah, exactly. So Delita's like, we gotta save my sister. And August is like, hey, hey, buddy, nope. let me get it. Boom. And just shoots yeah. her. And is like, <laughs> now you don't have a problem anymore. So that that fight, which ends chapter one, Zikadin Fortress. That's a great Fort twist. Zikadin, yeah. I hope I spoiled it's, it for someone. Well, at this point, people yeah. know how far we've well, played this. We, we should have been past yeah. that. Oh, so no. Shame on you. I feel that battle itself is pretty tough because you've got three knights, it's tough, but it's two really mages. Good. you got Delita, who's on the rampage. Uh, so, Nima, going into that fight, uh, I mean... How did you approach it? And especially with the story, were you surprised? Were you like, oh, you know, how did oh, you feel man. about it? That's uh, I actually tweeted about it last night because uh, you just see like you just <laughs> see, you just see August come out and uh, and I think the brother the brother's there. Uh, Rams's brother is Zalbog, I think his name is or is it the same oh, guy? Yeah. Is there too? The and Zalbog's just like, hey, August, do it. And August's like, it's cool. And he just shoots. Do Tana. it up, bro. And I'm like, what the. F- 
Well, maybe we should train it. So, like, there's, like, a bridge, and, like, the, the guys that are holding his sister kidnap or, or holding her for ransom are, like, on this little bridge. Yeah. And they're, like, holding her neck and, like, we'll kill her. We'll do it. You get away from us. He's, like, and it's he's, cool. He's, he's like, just like, I know. Algus is, like, it's then, on me, guys. Bam. <laughs> Algus walks up there and just, sh- oh just shoots God. her from afar with a crossbow. Yeah. yeah. And it's both because Algus hates poor people and Algus wants to curry favor with rich people. Pretty so much. So if he thinks if he follows yeah. this order, then, like, suddenly... They'll throw him a ball, and everyone will like Algus. <sighs> yeah, oh, you can't see my face. But. So, so who gave? He's like the me of fan gamer, really. So wait, <laughs> who are you gonna shoot? <laughs> Sorry, Nima. <laughs> wow. I was gonna say. So who do you did you let Delita get the final hit on him? I did. I saved it special for. I I actually, I re-resed him after I accidentally killed him. I used a phoenix down on Algus so that Delita could have the last kill. <laughs> that, that battle was too hard for me. And Delita died. I think oh. so. Like I mean, I just kind of oh, went. Oh, I had to res Delita uh, too. He August. was dead too. Oh, I had to use a phoenix down him. <laughs> and th- who I wanted. One thing to I actually noticed that's a little stupid design flaw in the game that's actually kind of neat is that like if someone dies and they have like a line of dialogue they need to deliver, they'll revive. So <laughs> those pop up. Yo, whatever, no, no big deal. It's okay. Okay, I'm gonna lay back down now. I'm a little loose. <laughs> but like they're, they're still revived, but like one HP. It's yeah. Like, okay. No big deal. That happens so, in some other Square games. I can't place it off the top of my head, but uh, I know that's a. This is done. So chapter one is kind of almost a prologue to where you actually start the game, like later on, where yeah, you see like Delita. It's like, oh, he's back alive, and he stole the princess, right? Mm-hmm. And then you pretty much instantly find out that it wasn't for like douchebag reasons. Which yes, I, I wasn't really let down because of. I just thought they were going to do more with it. Well, something that I actually took a note for I when I first so started douchebag. the show was that. Do you guys remember the very intro where they say that this isn't this is an untold story that the yeah. the history yeah. says that Delita was the man a he's the of he's the hero and swords. but you're you're <laughs> gonna be following this other guy that was kind of a kind of a douche kind of a him and Han between the two and no one and he was the church said he was a heretic and you, you yeah. cannot listen to his his tale but this is the first time that we've been able to talk about I it forgot yeah. all about that right and so and i did too until i started playing it again i was like oh wow that's actually a really that. it's an interesting way to frame the story which is if you look if you start playing it now and think delete is the person who's the the hero and not you it really frames things a little differently as you play along which i think is somewhat interesting oh, yeah. but he's got a, like a tragic backstory and everything and yeah. like the rise and fall is very and you don't play as him you play as a a, a bystander to a heretic. yeah Harry but like they go on to say that like ramza was the true hero anyway yeah i think they say that well we'll come to see yeah as the okay. as the game comes on uh, as you get through it because like i said there's backstab after backstab there's oh this was really this guy and so forth yeah. but turns out vampires um, glitter in the sunlight <laughs> but yeah the the question i wanted to pose at least for for liz because we've we talked a lot about the newbie experience but i wanted to say for people who are coming back to the game what is it that you love about this game so much what is the what is it that is the core mechanic that you're like that's why I play it. That's why I can still come back to this game after all this time and pour so many hours into it. Just the variety of classes. Like, I remember I played on the PS uh, P like, last year or the year before, I guess when I was in my old apartment, and, like, I was attached to my old team. I had, like, the ninja. I had somebody who was, like, a geomancer dancer, a girl, very pretty. I loved her. I had, like, a bard. I like all... 
the characters being women because I'm like, oh, she's so pretty. Look at her hair. Well, plus you can be a thief, learn steel heart, and you and every every bad guy in the game is usually a dude, so you can you can charm him to being on your side of the battle for a couple turns, which is uh, very powerful. Yeah, that is nice. And that's a uh, what's the one class? Not the monster hunter. Um, Mediator. It's basically what it is. Mediator. Yeah, where you can charm animals and then. God, word to the wise, if you get two chocobos in your body, or in oh, your just party... One. Just one, yeah, actually. They're like gerbils. You will just open your box <laughs> no. and just eggs, and you'll be like, ah, stop. <laughs> stop, but, I don't need those but eggs. It is nice that monsters just are the level that you are. Your highest yes. level guy, they get that. Um, and I don't know, have you guys actually gotten... Do you have a chocobo I in your party one. at Nima? Do you? I think in... I got yeah, that Boko, I think dude. the one that's you, in... Um, and yeah, that you kind of have to yeah, rescue. Yeah, Woods, of. I believe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh, did man. you? So has it? Have you either of you actually tried using him in combat? I didn't bother, to be honest, I haven't yet. I'm so not... the one, next time you're in fight and there's a because this will happen in random encounters. There'll be a Chocobo out there mm-hmm. and he's on your side. He's a friendly. You mm-hmm. go into combat and move your character onto him and ride him during Ooh, the fight. Really? Yeah, you can ride a Chocobo Damn. during the fight uh, if if. Um, you it's a friendly one. Yeah. Can? I yeah, don't know totally. that I knew that <laughs> ever. Oh, seriously? So, uh, the Boko not. fight, I, got I ran someone in there, quickly. they jump on top of them, and they ride them out <laughs> so it doesn't get killed. And then uh, you can dismount during combat as well. They're, the only advantage that you really get to having a, a Chocobo that you ride in your party, you mean because they take up a party right. slot, so if someone rides them, it's a, it's a big, big loss. But later on, you can get flying Ooh. ones. So they can move uh, the territory and then get to higher purchase a little bit easier. You can get a red one too. I don't know all the different ones, but they're not compared to the other things you can do. Not super useful. But I wanted to recap. So the story once you start chapter one is where you start the game. The princess is stolen. Time to go rescue her. Um, you have uh, what's her face on your party? The the night chick. Uh, so Agrius. Yeah, Agrius or whatever. She's pretty awesome. She's got that cool stasis sword. She's and, a babe. I wish I could control her. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty you'll, amazing. You'll get her. And then um, she's a babe. Gaff Gaff who's a uh, kind of a jerk a douche. But he's just kind of a sell sword, but he's got that cool move where he hits guys and gets uh, health night, points back. Oh, yeah, the Steiner of this that. game, which is really nice. But um, you, we we've ended this round right after the battle at the at the Zeracelli Zir- Falls. Where you find out more about Delita and why he's kind of uh, why he's stolen the princess and what and then you meet Mustadio and he's just this guy who's like ooh why do we need to help him and um, I'm, I'm from the past future but what I will good. say is that uh, I think at this yeah, point yeah. in the game is where they finally introduce guns and this yep. is where I would mm-hmm. say if you have someone who hasn't been a chemist yet move them back to chemists because chemists can use guns yeah suddenly chemists really? become yes. very interesting yes they become <laughs> awesome right. first in my opinion. Chemists are superior than priests. I, I totally agree. Because you can and, put cool sub-abilities on chemists, too. Yeah, like, they're, they're far superior. And they they can uh, equip guns, and they can shoot from far away. The range on a gun is incredible. It's um, a, it doesn't, obviously varies on height. If someone's up higher than you and you're lower. Right. Like, but still, even then, it beats any bow, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't do tons of damage, but it's consistent damage. And when you think about it, your chemists, they're there mostly to just make sure that people stay alive. <gasps> and they can snipe people on the side, too. It's a good times. There are guns that have, like, magic bullets that do, Yeah, like... and they drop, like, blizzard on the guy. <laughs> and here's a translation thing. I remember that from if I, if I remember this right, 
I think the like the bolt gun shoots ice and the ice gun shoots lightning because I think they screwed what? up the translation in the original. <laughs> Gary nice. won't have that problem, but uh, I seem to remember it's the guns that are mixed up in some respect like that. Like people feel free when you're listening to correct me, but uh, yes, leave us a voicemail. Call yeah. in to. Five zero three four four six. Intentionally cast. make mistakes so that people have something to uh, get infuriated on. Call up about yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna start wrapping this up here. Any yeah, any sure. final words here? Anything people want to talk about before? Because it's gonna be two and a half weeks, I think, before we do another show. We're gonna be well into chapter three at that point. Um, any things to look out for, or yeah. maybe some words oh, of wait. wisdom, Ben? Actually, I just have like sort of a final, neat sort of thing I might have noticed. Um, it seems to me that, like, maybe some of the sprite work and animations done by this game, like, maybe the same people who worked on this game worked on Super Mario RPG. Hmm. And this is a really weird... Maybe. I can believe it. I really enjoy the sprite work in this game a lot. I, I, I it like it a lot. I think now. the animations are great. The way they dodge is, like, you see them, like, thing. put something up to them, and then, then oh, they get yeah. hit, and then, like, they shift a little bit and move back to where they were. That's the exact same animation that happens in Super Mario RPG. Oh, yeah, it is so It's always sort of that delayed sort of hit, and then they move and then go back. And I'm like, that's the exact same animation. So, I don't know. I should probably do research on that and nah. find out more, because I thought it was neat. I have the, okay. uh, I have the answer to the gun question, by the way. Nope. I was oh, correct. Right? The blaze gun is a red gun that is an ice elemental, and the glacier gun is a green gun that is a fire okay. elemental. So definitely nice. all over the place. Great okay, game. So, so Liz, do you have any words of wisdom or things to, to warn the newbie crew? We've had a couple things, but anything else as we go into pretty far into the game? Yeah. You know, chapter three. There is at some point, I don't remember where it is, but it is coming, you may stumble on a random battle that has eight monks and they can all revive each other. Oh and they will nice. kick your ass. So <laughs> I've encountered that. I've only that seen yet. it happen to me like once. You have to I be kind it of depends. Is this in the upcoming point? It's just a random one. It's not something you'll see, but like I don't yeah, remember what zone it is. Maybe that's something we you... should actually talk about is that the random battles that you encounter on every field that you played before can be different. So yes. there's usually a standard, but every once in a while it'll be the super more difficult one. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So. And they all seem very difficult, so you won't know you're on the more difficult <laughs> well, one. Well, one of them, it's like you're fighting two of the, what they call wargs, I think? The little brown-faced brown, hair, brown faced dudes with the little goblin-looking yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, Those guys and, like, a Chocobo, right? You're fighting those. That's no, And then you come back, and it's another team of five guys. Two knights, two mages, an yeah. archer, and they're all ramses level <laughs> yeah and it's like oh crap i think there's also uh, there's a six chocobo battle where it's a combination of yellows oh, blacks and reds worst. and they, that is like, true the the higher level ones like the blacks and reds that's a no comet and so they'll just huh. like from across the map they'll just smoke you and go running into the corner and be like that's why I f- and heal. <laughs> that's why if you're going to level up your guys don't grind on anything but like one of the first two levels because the random battles later and other ones can be really detrimental but yeah save um, save early and save often so the next show we're actually going to do isn't until the end of june and it's going to be all the way up through R- rivanes rio veins rio veins which is pretty good into chapter three i think here i'm just checking that's really I'm... the next one we're doing is rio veins yeah so that's oh all the God. way into people are gonna okay quit. so there's two pretty big battles so i want to warn people that when you're getting towards the end of chapter two, so when you're getting to Lionel Castle, okay. um, which is about from where we are now, 
One, two, next week's point, three, I think. three, four, five. Yeah, about six or so battles. This is when you should definitely start employing multiple save files because that is the point of the game where I had to start over once because I did not have the proper abilities to fight the la- the the end boss for chapter two. And my other words of wisdom is I personally feel if you want to heal your party, make everyone chemists, level them up so they all learn auto potion. Auto potion mm. is the best healing me- mechanism in the game because it uses the crappiest potion you have. So you have potions, it'll only heal them for 30 every time they get hit. But just get rid of sell all your potions and just only have high potions. And then they'll automatically heal each- themselves every time they get hit for like 60 or 70. He's right. And then later in the game, you just switch that out for X potions. And that's pretty amazing like yeah, that's that it's, sounds good and you don't have to waste a character on being a, a support class everyone can be damage dealers um the other thing is liz uh, put a link up to at least for the us here we can put in the show notes of like how the the job classes break down like well, how many levels you need yeah, of this scary. and this <laughs> to get to this job class and it so seems forth. Daunting, playing the game wrong. but it's actually not it's well, but there's I'm so playing the, the thing game that wrong. it shows though is like you kind of branch towards two different paths. There's this kind of physical path, and there's this magical path. Mm-hmm. And even in the physical path, it breaks into the archer, ninja, thief, geomancer, and then on the right side, it's knight, monk, samurai, lancer. I've never found samurais to be that cool, and that's actually one question they have I have to break for their Liz. weapons to attack well, which is like kind of a rip. Yeah, right. Well, on there's a chance their weapon might break, which is like why, why would I bother? Yeah. But um, they all tend to focus on calculator, dancer, bard, and mime, which I don't feel those are the end game classes. Might I mean I, I understand why they're at the end, but like I don't know. I think there's a can, lot more fun. <laughs> No, yeah. because he's a... He can dance if he wants to. <laughs> no, this. can he? Just can he dance? dance? <laughs> he can dance. He can leave his friends behind. He can. No, I mean, only women can be dancers. Oh, I see what you're saying. There, um, <laughs> there's another weird glitch in this game, actually. I don't he might know not where, be able to. I don't know he's where a the bard, character you're right. is. Yeah, he's a bard. There's a character somewhere in the game, uh, like a random interaction you can get into, where um, the wrong sprite was assigned... The sprite was assigned the wrong gender, so there's a male archer I think you can pick up somewhere in this game. Like, this is all this obscure, stupid shit, I know, but he can be a dancer. He is the only male in the game who can be a dancer, because he's technically a hermaphrodite. Damn right. I want him. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be fun as we go along, because there's lots of hidden secrets and things. We'll talk about those more probably in the last show, like side quests, special party members you can pick up. Um, but yeah, those are my kind of words of wisdom. Um, so what I want to close off before we go to break here, uh, Nima, you think you're going to be able to keep progressing? Are you feeling good yes. about the game? Yes. Okay. Uh, ben, going good? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. No, because I mean, if you're not having a good time, that's fine. It's Game Club. You got to keep doing it. I mean, I was playing Mario. <laughs> but uh, I think that this is one of the few times where we can actually maybe help make it better, which I don't think excuses the game in any right in terms of being maybe a good game, but I think at least for making sure you get through it and not being miserable. Uh, and the form thread has been great. I want to call that out. We didn't really oh, yeah, s- we yeah. talk about anyone's specific uh, topics or ideas yet because I think we're going to save those for the next show because there's just so much to talk about. But. The people are putting up like FAQs in here, yeah. which are great oh, yeah. of their own doing, which I think are really good for new players. They bring up some great points that even I forgot. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of really interesting discussion on which characters are good in the story. So as always, if you haven't registered a form account, 
you should do so. It's great to hear people's opinions on the game. You know, even if it's just like two sentences on, I think this game is really hard, but I think the dancer is beautiful, <laughs> and I want to make all my characters dancers. I want to hear all about that. I would, or that's going to be me. <laughs> or if you don't prefer to register an account and write things out, leave us a voicemail about yeah. how the experience of tactics is going for you. 503-446-CAST, and we will hopefully play it on the show. So we're going to take a break here, and uh, then we'll close out the show. Also, um, I know we close up the show, but yeah, the game FAQs page for you guys. There's so much game facts info. Yeah. Like people have been writing about this game. I almost want to say like, don't don't read into it too much, because then you really will feel like you're yeah, playing. I, the I feel game wrong. I feel overwhelmed just like looking at just reading the forum thread. I feel it's like math. It's fascinating. I hate math. I'm gonna say something a little unusual. So make sure you're sitting down. Final Fantasy Tactics reminds me of Battletoads. Now don't fast forward, listen to this. You know how in Battletoads, there's the speeder bike level in the turbo tunnel. It looks so easy, just dodge the walls, right? But then you lose a life finding out about the short walls you have to jump. And then you lose another when you reach the first ultimate ramp. Before you know it, you have to use a continue and go back to the beginning and punch out the rats again. But the important thing is, you learn a little more each time, and eventually, all of your collective knowledge allows you to triumph. Well, that's the approach I had to take to the early part of FFT. It looked so easy. Just walk up to the bad guy, hit him with the sword, just like any other RPG, right? Wrong. I got slaughtered. So I had to figure out how to play it a little more strategically. Let them come to me. And I got slaughtered again. So it wasn't until I started fiddling with the menus, working out how to apply the job points over the new skills, completely reclassed half my team according to their relative brave and faith stats, then I finally managed to win that fight. The difference is, unlike Battletoads, which is mostly a test of physical conditioning, tactics is more about the mental exercise. If I stand on this rock and cast this spell in that direction, I can hit this guy with that much damage, but then what about those two guys over there? Let me pull up the active time menu and see if I'm getting another attack in before they move. Calculations, movements, statistics, every fight as intricate as a fine game of chess. So, no, I'm not quite up to the checkpoint just yet. But in the wake of an extremely difficult learning curve, which ordinarily would have had me chucking this game in my sock drawer, I persevered. I think I'm on track now. I should be able to have something in a couple of weeks more related to the plot and adventure and so forth. So let me be a prime example. You love it or hate it, Game Club will definitely expand your horizons. For Fan Gamer, I'm Kevin Williams. Ready here. Let's close out the show. Let's thank Nima for joining thank us for, having for me. this round and round. <laughs> Nima, if people want to follow you on the Twitter, what is your They your, can follow me at twitter.com slash technomaniac, spelled T-E-K-N-O-M-A-N-I-A-C. Are you still hidden from the world? See, I am not hidden from the secret? world. No, no, no. no. Uh, and, and they can see your you do these broadcasts on Justin TV of you playing like Illusion of God. Yeah, Dynamics. I occasionally what do is that. This? Um, if I do, I'll update. I usually update my Twitter and I'll just play like. Is it just you? It's like I'm oh, gonna play no, no, this no. game right so, now, and I'm just gonna broadcast it if people so, um, want to watch. Actually, yeah, me, a bunch of people do that, uh, like a Lobo. yeah, me, a Lobo, and uh, Clem Hazard or Crystal. Crystal um, we all pretty much we're like the we're. Like your own little yes, game. Yes, we club. call ourselves the Broforce. So Broforce, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. So yeah, we just pretty much play old school games, 
and yeah, if people want to watch it, they can come watch. Um, so if people want to follow Fangamer on Twitter, it's twitter.com slash Fangamer. If you want to be our friend on Facebook, as we uh, would enjoy, facebook.com slash Fangamer. Um, if you want to leave us a voicemail, as you haven't heard already, <laughs> we love it. It's our new toy. It's, it's super fun to hear from you. <laughs> well, I just like, I think it's really fun to like, It's, it's so cool people. that we're actually getting voicemails, and thanks a lot, you guys, yeah. for actually making that I mean, when we happen. got emails, that was amazing. And now that we're getting voicemails, also amazing. Or no, we're getting voicemails at a more rapid rate than we're getting emails, though, which is cool. Yeah, I'd say they're they're about even. Five zero three four four six cast. We haven't got emails for a while, but uh, podcast at fangamer dot com. We didn't get a review this week from iTunes, Marty, buddy. I think you said you owed us mm. a review. Hook us up, man. If not, tell some of your friends too. If you want to send a tweet about us saying, "Hey, I'm listening to Fangamer podcast. It's awesome. Appreciate that." Um, what other close up the show kind of business did I have? I think I even wrote it down. So next play point for people who are joining us for Final Fantasy Tactics, and you still have lots of time to, to catch up. It's going to be about two and a half weeks for the next show. Uh, it's going to be through Chapter Three, finishing Ravane's Castle Keep, Real Veins. That's how you can say it. Um, I was also thinking that sometime soon, maybe we should do a contest, like a Final Fantasy Tactics themed contest, because. I got my Starscream album in the the mail oh, the other day, my man. vinyl. Man. And I have an extra download code for their new album, and I would love to give it away to some people if they haven't listened to Starscream and were like, well, I'm not going to spend money on that. But we've got some free codes. This is what the album looks like for the people who can see it, which is which not is mostly no one anyone, listening the, right now. You three people. <laughs> this is it right here. And I forgot to bring it up at the beginning of the show, but it comes with... Um, came with 3d glasses like oh. the red blue ones i don't know why it came with 3D but glasses but i don't know for people who play minecraft if you have a pair of 3d glasses yeah. go into minecraft put on your 3d glasses turn on it's like anal graph or something it's the 3d mode with the red blue anal graph? it's amazing <laughs> is that <laughs> what, what you is? just said is that what just came out of your it mouth did, it seems it is. Oh, it. i'm gonna bring it up yikes but you can uh it has an amazing 3D that is better, <laughs> in my opinion, than the 3DS. Like, the 3D that Minecraft lets you do, just for fun, you know, just because they threw it in there, uh, is of a better quality. It, now, of course, it is much worse for your eyes, the red-blue 3D. It, like, after you take those off, my eyes were all freaking out, and that wasn't that wasn't good for anyone. But it was really cool. I got to try that. And the video setting is called... Yeah. Oh, sorry. Anaglyph. 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 That's completely different. Anaglyph. Yes. Yeah, that's that G different. is hard to see. If that G is gone, it is analyph. <laughs> the best 3D <laughs> ass you can get. <laughs> All right. Wrap it up. Brian's yes. doing his gameplay point in 20 Yes, minutes, Brian right? is going to do his gameplay oh, yeah. point. Uh, so, wait, next RPG. week's show, though, for us is going to be uh, E3 news because there's a lot of fun things coming off from there. All right. Signing off for your podcast for another week. Thank you for joining us. Good night, everyone. And now...